Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. My name is Marcel Hall, and uh, can we go ahead and thank the worship team? We appreciate them every week leading us. Thank you so much. Appreciate Nick. Boy, Nick gets into it. Boy, how powerful you are. I'm like, boy, oh, boy. There you go. Nick is into it. If you ain't into it, you better get into it. Appreciate that so much. Hey, man, we're excited to uh, have uh, this time in God's Word. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Uh, we had a little pre-meeting before the service, and, and I was getting a little giddy uh, about the service there, and so I'm excited. Jacob, are you excited? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, Jacob, are you excited? And this is Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is excitement for Jacob. Those who know Jacob, that, that, that's excitement right there. There you go. That's good. Well, um, I want to uh, mention, you know, it was a, it was a great time. Uh, it, obviously, it's, it's bitter and it's sweet uh, for the uh, uh, funeral and celebration of life for Bobby Goodell yesterday. Appreciate all those who helped make that special. Uh, so we had that in the morning. and It's just encouraging to see a saint die faithful in Jesus. Amen. And so we saw that in the morning, then in the evening time, we saw uh, 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 the baptism in the evening. And so we saw this, 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 this cool thing, you know what I mean? Like, I was there just at, at nighttime reflecting, like, wow, I saw somebody finish the race. And then to see someone begin the race. It was just encouraging for my soul. But we're not going to talk about that today. I want to ask you a question. Um, well, there's a saying, I think there's a couple songs with this title. It takes two to make a thing go. There you go, John. John's about to start singing and dancing. Look at him. He's like, uh-huh. That's my jam right there, Marcel. It takes two to... So I want us to think through some famous dynamic duos. What are some famous or some dynamic duos you can think of right now? Batman and Robin, the original dynamic duo there. Okay, so we got dynamic duo, Batman and Robin. What are some other ones? Okay, now we're getting really excited here. Okay. All right, Kyle's the first one I heard. Yes. Shaq and Kobe. Okay, come on. All right. There you go, Shaq and Kobe. All right, what, what, what else? The Dukes of Hazard. All right, we're showing, we're showing the generation and ages right now. Okay, that's good. Yes, sir. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, interesting. Okay, all right, yeah, there you go. Splash Brothers, okay, when you say it, it's Splash Brothers. Okay, that's a basketball reference. All those who don't know, that's the Shaq and Kobe thing too. All right, go ahead, yes. Simon and, and what? Yeah, I always forget the, dude, the second dude's name. How you say that dude's name? Garfunk, I always wanna say Garfield, but I know that's wrong. So I'm sorry, don't throw any apples or anything at me. Okay, all right, one more, yes, yes. Bert and Ernie, yes, we got Bert and Ernie. What about Woody and Buzz Lightyear? Okay, all right. What about uh, Frodo? Sam, come on now, come on. You guys got it. This side, what's going on over here? Okay, all right. We got uh, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, okay. Captain Kirk and Spock, okay. Uh, Chewbacca and Han Solo, come on, Star Wars. There you go. There you go. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Andre 3000 and and Marcel Hall. <laughs> Big boy. Okay, Outcast. Come on. I'm expecting more from the church right there. Come on. Sunny and there you go. This quiet. This side was quiet right now. Did you notice that? 
Sonny and Cher came through over here, and they were like, who, Sonny, who? Sonny from down the street? No, Sonny, okay, Sonny and Cher. But let's think of other things. We got a burger and fries. Okay, of course, right? Bacon and? Bacon and eggs. Macaroni and? Cheese. Let's go back to sports, all right? Magic and? Kareem, there you go, all right. Cookies and? What'd y'all say? Well, that was a tough one. I was thinking cookies and milk. Okay, cookies and milk. Oh, yeah. That was a tough one. Cookies go with a lot of stuff, right? All right, there you go. All right, but this one, peanut butter and? Jelly. Peanut butter and jelly. Okay, all right. And my favorite dynamic duel, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Okay, all right, Splash Brother. Okay, there you go. The greatest duo of all time. But here's what I want to talk about. Let's talk about the dynamic duo of God. The dynamic duo of God. What's the dynamic duo of God? That is grace and mercy, the dynamic duo, and I would argue the greatest dynamic duo, and that's the dynamic duo of God's grace and mercy. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you so much. Already we've had a chance by your grace and your mercy to worship you. We've had a chance to connect through the fellowship. We got a chance to be encouraged in our faith and in our sacrificial giving. God, we've had a chance to worship you in song. And God, we're grateful for this opportunity to get into your word. And Father, I pray right now that you will speak clearly, you articulate this powerful, I believe, this powerful message. God, that you have transformed me over the last week as I've, as I've been hit with this. And God, I pray in your name that you will put all to the side any distractions that will take away from people from hearing your message. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We're going to start off here in Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah is in the Old Testament. God's people had returned from captivity. We're just going to take up uh, one little sentence here because it's so powerful because it shows God's character. And it says, but in your great mercy, you did not put an end to them or abandon them, for you are a gracious and merciful God. So in the Old Covenant, it was clear that God has been gracious and merciful. And then we come over to the New Covenant in the New Testament in a letter that was written to the church in the city of Ephesus by the Apostle Paul. And we're just going to take it up in chapter 2. And it says here, as for you, talking to the church, and this applies to you and me today, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. And of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. Transgressions is not a little fancy word for, for sin. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ it says, God is rich in mercy. He's not poor. He's not middle class. He's rich in mercy. 
And then it says he has incomparable. You can't even compare the riches of his grace. What image comes to mind? When you think of God being rich in mercy and then his riches of grace being incomparable, write that down right now, those of us taking notes. Write that down. What comes to mind as you think of that? And those who are worshiping with us online, if you could go ahead and write in the chat as well, we'd love to hear from you what you're thinking. When you think of God being rich in mercy, and rich in grace. You know, as we think about God's grace and mercy, many times, and this is 100% accurate and true, but we think of the eternal and we think of the afterlife. We think of grace and mercy and we think of, hallelujah, I'm saved, and so I know my eternal destiny. You with me, church? But here's the thing that floored me this week is this, is that grace and mercy affect more than eternity, but also our everyday lives. Grace and mercy affect more than just eternity. It's more than just eternal judgment. They are present every single day of our lives. And every single day of the lives of the 7.8 billion people who live on this planet So let's break this down. First off, mercy is not getting, in simple terms, not getting what you deserve. This is what mercy is. I've committed a crime, and I do not pay the penalty for that crime. You with me, church? So that's mercy. So then what is grace? Well, grace is this. It's getting what we don't deserve. So I don't deserve to go to Chick-fil-A. This is what happens with my kids. One of my kids is right here. She knows what I'm talking about. Actually, it's a sore spot right there because they asked for Chick-fil-A and I didn't take them to Chick-fil-A yesterday. Wasn't in the budget. Sorry, can't do this. Good life lesson. All right, there you go. But if we give and you don't earn it, you didn't deserve it, that's a form of grace. Church, are you with me here? And so God, for those of us who are in Christ Jesus, hallelujah, we have not received and will not receive the punishment that we have earned. And yet God gives his salvation to us, though we did not deserve it. Let's be reminded of something here. In Ephesians, or uh, Romans chapter 6, whoa, okay, here we go. All right, for the wages of sin is death, and the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We also saw in Ephesians, it says that we were by nature deserving of wrath. So what does that mean, brothers and sisters? That means that you and I and everyone else, every part of the 7.8 or 7.88 billion people on this planet Earth, we all deserve hell for our sin. But those of us who are in Christ, we do not and will not receive that punishment. Say hallelujah for that. God doesn't give us what we deserve. Now, here's the thing. Grace and mercy of God is more than just the eternal. In effect, we are lavished in grace and mercy every single day of our lives. 
We are lavished in grace and mercy every single day of our lives. And if you and I were able to fully grasp this concept and then recognize the mercy and grace that we have in our lives, I truly am convinced now that it will change our lives and our faith. It'll change the way we wake up in the morning and the way we approach the day, which therefore would change our decisions, which would change our lives. If we can grasp mercy and grace, and see, it's not just something to come, but it's something that is present right now as we speak. So let's grasp mercy and grace. I have uh, Emily Alexander. Where is Emily Alexander? Come on down, Emily Alexander. Give it on up for Emily. She's, she's going to our high school teen camp coming up this week here. Uh, you know what? Let's go down here for a second. Okay, all right, here we go. Here's what we're going to do here. Um, we're going to play a game, okay? We're going to play a game, all right? All right, I need something here. Now, you told me earlier that you like chocolate candy bars. You do, and you said you like, uh, what kind did you say you like? Uh, it was Hershey's. It was Hershey's right there, right? Okay, all right, so here we go. This is the good Hershey's, too, right here. Something, oh, the Hershey's with a she in there. Come on now, there you go. <laughs> that was divine. I'm telling you, that was not planned. That was totally divine. All right, you know, can you take a step down? I don't want you being taller than me. Okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> all right. So we're we're going to play a little game here, okay? All right. So here's the thing. So if you, you get it right, I'm going to give you this lovely chocolate bar. However, if you get it wrong, then I'm going to pour this water upon you. <laughs> You've already agreed to do this, all right? Rusty and Jean, I know you're fine with this. All right, here we go. She signed a waiver a long time ago. It was a verbal waiver. That, that holds up in court. All right. So here it is. All right. Um, I want you to guess the number between 1 and 10 right now. Six. What a great guess. However, it was nine. There you go. A six upside down. That's, I like the way you're thinking. I, I, he's a teacher, though, so I don't believe that you do that with your grades. But look how he wants to give some grace and mercy to his daughter. Look at him. Okay, so what's the punishment for? The water in the face. You know what? Hold on. I got something for you so we don't make a mess here. All right, here we go. All right, let's just go ahead. I'm a kind man. You know what I'm saying? All right, here we go. Here we go. Oh, no, what is that? What is that? Okay, we got a little poncho here for you, okay, so that we don't get a mess upon you there. Look, this is love, Jasmine. This is love right here, okay? All right, here we go. So go ahead here and... Uh, I think that's fine. You don't need to put it on, girl. All right, here you go. All right. Can you hold it? Okay, all right, there you go. Where'd that water go here? That water's over here. Okay, all right, so here you go. So what was the punishment again? It was water in the face, right? We played the game, and she failed. I know this is church. Where's the mercy and grace? It's a tough game. Here we go. Now, here we go. Here we go. Now, she deserves this. However, mercy steps in and says, no, we're going to pardon you. So now she's received what? Mercy. She does not get what she deserves. She earned it with that terrible six. I'm just playing with you, okay? <laughs> but she earned it. It's true. It's no matter. It's you are all witnesses. It's black and white. It's true. We know it to be the case. However, mercy stepped in and said, you will not receive that punishment. You are pardoned. But now grace follows. And grace says, look, you didn't, you didn't earn this great Hershey's. 
But you know what? I'm going to give that to you. And then she fired up. But here's what grace does as well. Grace, the grace of God says, you know what? That, that's not enough here. Here's what I'm going to do. Grace says every single day, here you go. There's a Hershey. That's that good white almond chocolate, whatever that's called. Right, here's another grace. Tomorrow, wait, can you guess my number again, please? Guess it. No, it was six. Okay, here we go. But you still get it. She's partying. But look at every day she wakes up. There's love. There's relationships. Every single day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and next month and next year, she gets grace. Girl, I'm going to need all that chocolate back. No, I'm just playing. Go on ahead. Give it on up for Emily right there. You see, she received mercy. She didn't get what she deserved. We didn't have to argue about that. What did she deserve? Okay, let's stop right there. Everybody's asking for chocolate. This isn't like, you know, free t-shirts at a game. Woo, you know what I'm saying? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, brothers and sisters. You and I are Emily with God. We've missed the mark. Sometimes we tried and we just messed up. Most times it's intentional, it's deliberate. We defy the holy God. However, he pardoned our sins, but guess what? He pardons us on a daily basis. Here's the thing we have to understand. Every day we live is an act of God's mercy. Every day that we live is an act of God's mercy. If God gave all of us what we deserve, we would all be right now condemned to eternity or for eternity. But as people who are saved, those of us who are saved, we can and sometimes need to plead with our Father for mercy. And, and what are we doing? We're asking God on a daily basis, God, please don't treat me as my sins deserve. And God continually shows us mercy. And just so, you know, a quick side note, it, it, it hit me like, wow, it's so foolish and so ridiculous when we feel like God owes us something. Well, I did this. I said, Jesus is Lord. I've shared my faith. I've given sacrificially for years. I tried, and you owe me, God. We don't maybe get that bold in our prayers, but in our heart, that's what we're saying. And then when God doesn't give, what happens? Get bitter. Some of us drift. Some of us even quit on God. Because you didn't give me what I deserve. You're right. He did not give you what you deserve. Condemnation is what you and I deserve. So every day we live is an act of God's mercy. And so here's the thing. Is that this, I mean, I'm telling you, this is so incredible. Is this. Look. Grace is anything and everything we receive beyond mercy. You see, when you get pardoned, today you are living. That's a grace of God. I mean, that's the mercy of God. Now, anything and everything you receive after that is grace. God is gracious and merciful. Even to the wicked and the disobedient. This is what some call common grace in which every single person on this planet right now who is living has received an act of mercy and grace. Why? Because they're not condemned. 
They have not received punishment yet, and they're given the opportunity to enjoy certain aspects of life and the opportunity to have a relationship with God. But as disciples of Jesus, we are given so much more of God's grace and mercy. We've been given the Holy Spirit. Think about this. God's Spirit dwells in you. Did you earn that? No, but he freely gave it to you on the day of your baptism. God's transformation of your life, your character, and your heart is through the Holy Spirit. That's grace. To be a part of his eternal family and kingdom, that is grace. To be given faith, hope, love, that is grace. To be given a chance at transformation and lives that are changed. We've been given a new worldview, a new perspective on life. We've been freed from the chains of our past and our sins. The relationships that we have, and oh, I love this fellowship because of the relationships that we have that are so fulfilling and transformative. We've been given a purpose. We've been given a mission and the opportunity to be a part of an eternal impact upon the planets. All of that is God's grace. Now, again, if we can grasp God's grace and mercy. When we do that, we ought to recognize his grace and his mercy, and we must recognize this, that every blessing is an act of mercy and grace out of God's love. Every blessing is an act of grace and mercy by God from his heart of love for you. I love this way. This, I read this quote, and I wanted to share it with you. It says, the radical beauty of grace is that it is totally unmerited and unconditional. We don't deserve the free gift of salvation. We don't deserve the constant help of the Holy Spirit. And we don't deserve all the joys and the pleasures of this life. And yet, because of God's unthinkable love for us, we get to experience all of these forms of grace and more. All around us. All around us is the evidence of God's grace. The fact that you can hear and see what I'm saying or look on the screen. The fact that you're able to comprehend the words that are coming out of my mouth. The fact that you can pray and sing that you are sitting down right now. Whatever the case may be, that's God's grace upon your life. Did you earn that? No. Did you deserve that? No. But he freely gave it to you. Boy, oh boy, we serve a good God. We serve a good God. Well, we are, we are so blessed. The fact that you got here was an act of grace. The fact that you can do whatever it is, fill in the blank. It is by God's mercy and it is by God's grace, the dynamic duo. What if we recognized God's grace and mercy in our lives? What if going forward, you started to recognize God's grace and mercy in your life. For me, what it's already started to do is brought so much humility and gratitude. I have a different perspective as I start today and thinking about what am I complaining about. I'm humbled knowing I didn't earn anything. I'm grateful because I'm like, wow, God, you have blessed me so much. I can look at my kids and go, wow, what a blessing from God. What an act of grace. It's maybe just want to worship him. 
by hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah for your grace and your mercy in my life. I want us to get real practical right now. And here's an action step here for the week. For the next seven days, try this out with me. Just for the next seven days, spend a portion of your personal devotional time, many of us call those quiet times, reflecting on God's mercy and grace for that day. However long that be, maybe it's five minutes, ten, whatever it is, just take a portion of your time with God that day and reflect upon his grace and mercy in your life just for that day. I want to do something real quickly here. I forgot to mention, we're going to do something. Uh, you know I like to try things. And if they work, hallelujah. And if they don't, you know, we won't do it again. And so I want to call up some people onto the stage here. I'm going to call up Tuan, uh, Nick, and Savannah. Can you guys come on up to the stage here real quickly? You give it on up for them. We're going to do a little interview with them. And so I asked them earlier in the week if they would come up, but they, don't, they have no idea what the questions are or anything like that. You guys want to sit a little closer on this side? There you go. We can do that. You don't have to be, I don't, I don't have cooties. All right, here we go. We just want to try something here today. We just want to get uh, just some, some initial response to, to the message of God and what they received. And hopefully that might spark some interest or maybe the spirit might minister to you in some form or fashion uh, just by the things that are mentioned here. So uh, first up, if you guys can just go ahead and, uh, and share your name and how long you've been a, uh, a disciple of Jesus. Uh, my name is Twan Nguyen. I've been a disciple for, I think, 31 years. My name is Savannah Creo, and I've been a disciple for almost six years. My name is Nick Luby, and I've been a disciple for about seven years. All right, come on. Thank you very much. All right, so all of you guys could answer this one here. What are some of your initial thoughts and reflections of, on God's mercy and grace? Some of your initial thoughts and reflections on God's mercy and grace. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think um, what I think about uh, when it comes to God's mercy and grace is that, um, you know, when I entered into a relationship with God, that um, someone willingly ransomed his life for mine. Um, so everything that I thought I possessed and owned was no longer mine, right, because uh, I had been saved. And so um, I feel really strongly that you know, the motivations that... I have and the things that I do, um, they ought to come from that source, which, which is that, you know, like, none of this is mine. It's all his, you know, that he granted me to have some responsibility over it, you know. Yeah, I think similarly, I think that I just, I don't know, it's just, un I can't comprehend it, you know. I'm like, oh, wow, I get this gift and almost like a new toy, like how do I use it, like different ways to use it, and I just, I get to experience that on my own and just figure out new ways to like fall in love with God and his mercy all over again. Too. Um, for me, I find it in like lots of the little things because it feels like, oh, you know, if you work hard and you are in the right spot, like big things can happen for you. Um, but God's grace and mercy is in all the little mercies and the little graces from, you know, just like tr desperately looking for a parking spot <laughs> or, you know, finding like enough money to like, you know, 
buy yourself a little treat or two, or even the fact that like God can provide um, abundantly in these little things daily. Just like it's it's always amazing to me God's attention to detail. Amen. So maybe just one or two of you. Let me ask you this: What would you? What would it do for you to recognize God's grace and mercy in your daily lives? What would it do for you? Yeah, I think for me, I can be very critical right when I wake up, you know, I just automatically think of all the things I haven't done or I need to do or what I'm lacking in or how I'm already failing at 7 a.m. Um, and I think just taking that time to realize what God's already given me, you know, uh, to sit down and like think about how grateful and thankful I am for, like Nick said, like the little small intentional things I think can go a long way, you know, changing your mindset really does a 180 and how you view and your perspective changes on how you even think of and love people, so. Any others want to answer that? Um, yeah, it fills me with um, tremendous gratitude, yeah, because um, it, it does remind me that um, I don't deserve anything that I receive, you know, that, I mean, honestly, the actions that I take, even after having been saved and resaved and you know like um, ha having so many chances um, I really you know God seems to shower me with uh, abundance uh, of his blessings and um, you know it, it really helps me to just be super grateful that um, this life of mine gets better and better amen let me ask you guys this again one or two of you how can you recognize God's grace and mercy more in your life I think for me, it's looking to other people uh, and choosing to be thankful because I know for myself, I can get very self-focused and self-centered in what am I thinking, what am I doing, um, but looking out and recognizing like how God has moved, changed in people's lives to even bless me, you know, see his grace through them, see his mercy through them. Um, I know for me personally, that's huge when it comes to seeing God's grace very visibly um, and latching on to that um, is just seeing it like just in, in places where you wouldn't, normally wouldn't be paying attention. Yeah, I think about um, a couple years ago, my best friend gave me this book called Book of Togetherness and it was like a daily exercise thing and one of them was to write a list of all the things that I was grateful for and even though it's just a list, it like kept going. Like it was like all the big things, you know, like my mom, my dad, my sister. And then it just went into like more specific things. So I really think like intentionality with yourself, take like really setting apart even 30 minutes to just write down things you're grateful for today alone. I, I mean, it, it really does change. Well, I appreciate think, that. Yeah. One last question. What do you see could be the challenges going forward, and how can you overcome them? It's easy to talk about it, right? But then we know there's going to be some challenges. So what do you see could be some challenges, but then quickly, how can you overcome them? Um, biggest thing when it comes to challenges is not being aware that they come up, like just being caught off guard. Jesus, he even warns us in this world, you will have trouble. Well, I'm speaking more of the challenges of us recognizing God's grace and mercy. Right, of course. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, when it comes to specifically that is, is being aware that 
trouble doesn't change the grace that's already been given or the mercy that's already been given. Um, yeah. And keeping that mindset of, okay, like, even if I don't feel his grace and mercy right now, it's already been given and is being given and will continue to be given because that's who our God is. And just hanging on to that belief and remaining uh, strong in it. Good. Good. Yeah, I guess, um, uh, truthfully, um, my, the challenge with uh, recognizing God's grace is uh, like me uh, accepting his blessings and then um, viewing myself with a self-importance, you know, like... Uh, thinking that uh, instead, you know, like the thinking that I worked for this, right? Thinking that, you know, like uh, I've been good, God has blessed me, so, you know, I'm really, really important, right? And um, I think uh, the truth is that, you know, I'm, I'm still that, you know, like um, that rag that he found by the, by the road, right? And he chose to pick it up, clean it, and, and save it. Amen. Let's give it on up here for our interviewees. Appreciate that. Good stuff. Good stuff that was shared. In a second now, we're going to uh, take the emblems that represent Jesus's body and blood that was sacrificed, and we call this communion. And God's grace and mercy, again, stems from his love. God's grace and mercy... They are displayed and given through Jesus and his sacrifice and the resurrection. And, you know, we mentioned earlier, right, going back to this, this example in which we had, the, uh, uh, we, we had Emily. And here's the incredible thing that God does, is that God goes ahead and he says, you know what, my son is going to take your penalty. He's going to take the the, the the punishment for you. And so in that scenario, it would be like, Emily, you know what? No, you're not going to go ahead and have this water dumped on you. And in fact, I'm going to give you what you didn't deserve. I'm going to give you all those things. And then what I'm going to do in replace of your punishment is that I'm going to take the punishment myself. I'm supposed to put that on. But I sacrifice for the Lord. Think about that for a second. Brothers and sisters, think about this for a second. Jesus said, I'm not going to allow you to suffer, and then I'm going to give you the gift of salvation, and then I'm going to take the punishment for you. What? We would have said just enough of the pardon. We would have loved just the grace, but he said the only way you can be pardoned and the only way you can have this grace is if that sin is still judged and dealt with. But you can't do it, so I will. I will take the condemnation for you so that you can have eternal life, not just for the afterlife, but you can begin it the very moment that you get saved. The dynamic duo, God's grace and mercy. Let's pray for the communion. God, thank you so much for your love, your mercy, your grace. Thank you so much that we not only see grace and mercy 
when it comes to our salvation, but we see our grace and mercy in our everyday lives. And God, we know that came at a cost. It was not free, but it came at the cost of the cross of your son, Jesus. Lord, we never want to take that lightly. We never want to be immune to this. We never want to get numb to what Jesus did for us. God, we want to be moved and stirred. We want to be motivated by the cross and have hope through the resurrection. And so, God, we thank you for your mercy for allowing us this day. Thank you for your grace to be able to respond to your mercy and grace. Even our repentance is an act of mercy and grace. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your dynamic duo. We thank you for your sacrifice, your love, your patience, your goodness. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your son. And thank you for your love. 